You're listening to the Ringside Podcast. Welcome to Ringside. The show that brings you all that is pro wrestling news, interviews, and opinions. Mama, mama, me! Really? Woo! We got two words for ya! Oh, yeah! With Daniel Spencer. Acknowledge me. Jeremy Woman. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. And Linda Kay. Are you boys ready for the grind? And now, let's ring the bell and start the show. Welcome to the Ringside Podcast. I'm Daniel Spencer. I'm Linda Kay. And I'm Eric Cornish. It's weird because we're waiting for Jeremy Wallman to say his name, but uh, but um, another week, uh, Jeremy uh, couldn't join us this week. Uh, so um, um, Godspeed and prayers out to Jeremy as he's as he's on his uh, get well soon um, um, recovery, and uh, hopefully maybe next week we'll have him back on. But uh, but Eric, you're back again to help us fill in the gap, and I mean you're welcome anytime. I mean even if Jeremy's here, you can always come. I mean you can really. Take a spot if you want. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I've, I could never do that, but I'm uh, always happy to make a run in whenever I can, and uh, especially to spend some time with my OVW peeps here. So, yeah, you know, in that metal building, I heard somebody talk about once. Yeah, the OVW's got a lot of play here, lads, of uh, the last couple of days. Uh, mentions on some uh, important uh, shows that's been around for about 30 years. So, yeah, uh, it's pretty pretty cool. Yes, Pretty and awesome. a, a special uh, post huge premium live event episode of said show that's been on the air for thirty years. Yeah, I um, I tell you what, we this is today we're going to have um, the one and only OVW legend uh, Doug Basham on the show, former WWE superstar. So we'll get to that. So uh, I know you saw the graphics. I know everybody's looking at the, the name of the show. It's called you know uh, Doug Basham, but. The, I just had to, you know, like, I want to touch base a little bit before we bring Doug on. Like, what has happened over the last, well, you know, we had Steve Macklin on last week. And since then, we, we had the, the Royal Rumble, WB's Royal Rumble. And, man, I'm telling you, do they, like, I saw in the press conference, Triple H said they know how to do, um, um, put on a, um, a spectacle. And, boy, did they ever um, this past weekend. Uh, from that, and then Monday Night Raw on Monday as well. Like, uh, there, there's a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss in our short little time before we bring Doug on. So, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm excited on the roads to WrestleMania here. I'm most excited. Uh, I mean, we've got two nightmares uh, leading us to WrestleMania, but really, really, especially excited for Rhea Ripley's journey to WrestleMania after that tremendous finish at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I thought, uh, yeah, I like how you said two nightmares and then up pops Cody Rhodes to talk about the place that the nightmare birthed, you know, nightmare Danny Davis. And that is OVW. 
Yeah, uh, but I, I thought it was. Uh, I thought going back to the Rumble, I thought it was awesome. I thought uh, both matches. I thought provided everything that you needed in a Royal Rumble. You know, you had a couple surprises. You had some new faces. Uh, you know, you had you had you know your your giants in both of them that that kind of were dominant for a while. And you know. I mean, I, I loved it. I, I thought that both both were really well done. It was kind of crazy starting off with the men's rumble. I mean, that's uh, kind of unprecedented, but I thought that that was, uh, it had to be done, and you knew when that happened that there was going to have to be something big to close the show, and we certainly had that too. Yeah, we did. And, and um, you know, like, I, I, there's, uh, there's so much uh, good things that happen um, good stories leading up. I mean, the Rumble was just an overall well done show. From even the even when I first, I, I, I think I might have shared when I, I don't know if I shared it with you or when I got the look of what the format was going to be for the Rumble. I was like, this is interesting. We're starting with the mans. We're ending with the main event. We have this women's in the middle. Like I was confused. I did not like the layout whatsoever. But then when the show happened. And after it was all said and done and the smoke was cleared and lights are off, whatever, however you want to say it, when it all was done, I was like, wow, now I get it. That was perfectly formatted for what they just what they what they did. Um, and we'll we'll get into that, but be first before we do, I do want to get a shout out to a couple of our sponsors. Not only our, our, our legacy sponsor, Caller Number, that's right, we go to callernumberbrand.com, use promo code RingSound, all capital letters. You save 10% and you help the Ringside Podcast out and you get the best wrestling apparel there is today. Um, and then one of our most recent newer sp- uh, sponsors, Linda, take it away. That you would be ProWrestlingInsurance.com. Make sure to find out how you can get covered if you get hurt. It is affordable supplemental coverage. Visit our friend Chris at ProWrestlingInsurance.com where you can get coverage as low as $8 a month. Personal coverage event coverage, as well as life insurance coverage, ProWrestlingInsurance.com. And we want to thank our newest sponsor, the Ringside Podcast, brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped Performance Package, Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, and they were just nice enough to send it to us. We all got it. It's pretty awesome. Over seven uh, seven million men worldwide trust Manscaped with their exclusive offer to you. Guess guess what? Twenty percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code Referee at Manscaped.com. Now, if my math is correct, okay, you've got seven million men. That's about fourteen million balls. What do you think, guys? That, that, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. I, I would say so. Um, yeah, and um, that's some that's some manly scaped balls there, right there. If you use the, if you use Manscaped, <laughs> and let me tell you what this we talked uh, as you mentioned before, they sent us a product to try it out, and I tried it out. I mean, look, I I, I try to keep things groomed, anyways. I mean, I'm sorry, a little TMI for you, Linda, um, but um, <laughs> but I you know sometimes you you be careful because of nicks and. And things that can happen, it just it's not comfortable. But this thing, this lawnmower 4.0, let me tell you what, it is amazing. And it has a light on it. Like I could see what I was doing. I, I'm just I'm just highly impressed by this. And um, yeah, they uh, I've, I've never um, it, it never it's never looked so good. 
Uh, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, you know, now the the Lawnmower 4.0 is not all you're going to get with this. You're also going to get that Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, which is the first thing that my wife said, you need to use that. Take that right yeah, now yeah. into the bathroom and go use it and get all that. You know, it was funny. That was the first hair. thing I used, too. That was the first thing I used. <laughs> that was, first thing, that literally, was the first thing I grabbed for my man, as a matter yeah. of fact. I literally, and, and, I, and, I, and what's funny is I have one, a different brand, and I go, let me try. And then when I try, I was like, this is much better than the one I have. Like, Wow, but that was the first thing I used to, and I started. And I actually, you got to be careful with it. But if you're if you're right, I used on my eyebrows too. But you got to be careful because you don't want to go too much. Oh, you got to do it the right oh, way. So, there you go. Well, saying. you talk about you talk about being careful though. I mean, think about it. There is a place that is very delicate. It is uh, it is you know very sensitive, and that's why they use the skin safe technology with the lawnmower 4.0. And, you know, because you don't want nicks and snag and all that. And this just tremendously reduces those. So, yeah. absolutely, you need that awesome skin-safe technology. And uh, check it out with the 4.0, the Weed Whacker. Also, along with the uh, with the lawnmower, waterproof. That's pretty cool. You can take it in the shower. You don't have to leave all that mess all over the floor, Linda. I bet you like that. <laughs> that does help eliminate some cleanup there at the bathroom. But, uh, hey... I can attest with ladies, it doesn't just get your man excited because now things are much smoother than before, but it gets me and it'll get you excited because your man is excited and you get something, uh, dare I say, much uh, smoother surfaces to engage with. <laughs> and, and look at that. Guys, if this doesn't sell you enough to, to get it, uh, Linda Kay just said it made her excited. So what what is it going to do for the lady in your life? I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Use that promo code REFEREE. Once again, REFEREE. Yes, I know I'm a referee, and maybe that's why they gave it to us. I'm not sure, but it doesn't matter. It's promo code REFEREE. You save 20% and free worldwide shipping, and why not take advantage of that? Um, right now, let's do it. The, the call right now, we want to say that for the for the next few weeks, would everyone buy that, that product using the promo code REFEREE? Why not do it? Do it now. Don't wait. Do it now. And they have the awesome shed, by the way, that you can put all of the stuff in. It's called the shed, but it's really a, an awesome carrying case that will carry all your stuff, including your lawnmower and your weed whacker and your ball toner and your ball deodorant. And it's all it all just goes right in there, and you get all of that with the Performance Pack 4.0. And, and all the accessories that go with it, like your charging, so you never have to worry about on the road if you need to charge it or not. So, Although it lasts For a long sure. time, but we'll say this. All right, guys, For well... Um, that is exciting, and uh, we are. I'm glad we trimmed that out of the way uh, before yes. we get to talking about. Before we get to talking about uh, the Royal Rumble, we only got a few minutes before Doug comes on. So, um, real quick, what is your guys' take on the actual? Man- Let's do the Man's Royal Rumble real quick. Let's roundtable that. Eric, what's your take on the Man's Royal Rumble? I know originally, you know, I I had mentioned, uh, you know, Sammy. I would love to see Sammy as part of that coming out and, you know, being a part of it. Um, But, I mean, there was not a better way to do it than than Cody. I mean, Cody is, uh, you know, and and more so than that. I mean, how about Gunther? I mean, come on. Going in at number one, going the distance, going an hour and 11 minutes. Uh, I thought that made him, I thought, uh, you know, I, the only thing I wish, I wish Cody didn't come in at 30, 
but I think he kind of had to, if you if you think about it, because you know if people were waiting around, thinking, booking themselves as we all did, and thinking that maybe Sammy, maybe The Rock, whatever, if you'd have put Cody anywhere else, everybody would have been waiting for them at thirty, and whoever was in at thirty would have suffered. So Cody did what he needed to do. He came in and look who he took out. He took out the people. They hate the most. <laughs> he took <laughs> out, he, yeah. He took out Dominic, and uh, then then he went after Theory, and he went. I mean, he went after everybody that that they hate. So it was like it was impossible to turn on Cody, who I said might get that negative uh, reaction. You know, he didn't, uh, and, and he then, didn't. So I mean, then, because because they did it right, they treated him the way he should have been treated. And I then it was we, awesome. And then when we found out later with the whole Sammy Sammy Zayn and the Bloodline, then you wondered, are they going to turn on him on Monday Night Raw? And they did not turn on him on Monday Night Raw. Now, granted, the mission statement and the promo that he talked about uh, there obviously helped with that and helped him show. But the yeah. crowd was one hundred percent behind him. Now, who knows if Sammy happened to show up or what that would have done, but. Bottom line is, I think they've made the smart move of keeping those stories separate right now. Um, eventually, they're going to have to come together, right? But uh, keeping those sort of separate, and yeah, very well done, uh, Linda. And, and one more oh, shout go out I've got to give real quick before we before Linda is my boy Ricochet. You know, Western Kentucky represent. Uh, you know, I tweeted about uh, earlier in the week about Chuck Taylor, who came. You know, the AEW came to town and and came to Lexington, and so I had to tweet about our our past together. You know, but Ricochet too, out of the same area that I kind of was brought up in. So uh, big ups to him for the moment of the Royal Rumble with Logan Paul and that that springboard. Uh, so uh, but yeah. Absolutely awesome job to Ricochet and the Logan Paul uh, for that moment that will be shared time and time again, I'm sure. Yeah, they sure you know how to utilize Logan Paul to the max. I mean, we got the moment the, uh, um, overseas when he dived off the top of the post on German Reigns live. I mean, I think that was Instagram live. It wasn't just on his phone, but now we have another moment that will, as you just said, be forever recognized as a, a huge moment in this year's Royal Rumble. But um, just to second your thought about Gunther, man, he didn't win it, but he definitely won um, in many regards, being in there first, setting the new all-time record as far as time in a Rumble. And then while we pretty much knew Cody was going to come out with the win, it was still exciting to see the two of them work. It wasn't just Cody coming in, throwing everybody out or quickly getting Gunther out. There were still some moments in there, just the two of them um, that, you know, maybe, maybe the persuade you to think like this could go the Gunther way. I, I would have thought that would have been awesome just because Gunther, I, I, I think he's doing amazing work and bringing a lot of uh, more, a lot more prestige to the intercontinental title. But that being said, this does, get things rolling um, with Cody and what will transpire with the bloodline. And how about the potential matchups that we saw in there with Gunther where, you know, him and Drew really haven't done much. uh, And and you saw that you saw again, who would want to see another Seamus and Gunther uh, cut? Yeah. But how about the look with Gunther and Brock Lesnar? You just see them with the stare down and it was like, Oh, that's something right there. So I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, very very well booked, very well put together. Um, I actually probably would have not predicted Cody winning just because I didn't think they were going to go with Cody and Roman this early. But but um, I thought they were going to wait for that and make it you know make it Roman Rock. And I think that might have been the original plan or whatever. Who cares? But bottom line is they did whatever what we got. It we're excited about. 
Um, many different stories, like I said, within it uh, to talk. You know, that, that's going to lead us into WrestleMania. So I, I really enjoyed it. And even with uh, when you went back on Raw when Cody came out, Judgment Day interrupted him. So it was kind of back to that whole what happened in the. Uh, um, in the rumble there, so you kind of had a continuation of that. They didn't just let you let that go away. Um, mm. uh, we we could talk about the pitch block match. It was a pretty amazing visual, and it it, it it was what it was. I mean, there was some some you know uh, things about it, but visually it was awesome. Um, you know, the women's the women's title match. I think that was more of a backdrop compared to what was going to happen with at the end with Alexa and and Uncle Howdy or Bray or whatever there and then um and then finally uh you got the women's royal rumble so what did y'all think about the women's royal rumble uh linda you go first on that i liked it it showcased a lot of the current stars and up-and-coming stars from nxt as well we didn't really get too many returns we got michelle mccool that was a nice surprise um we also had huge returns i mean chelsea green nia Jax. um but i like that there was a lot of focus on a lot of the current female talents and allowing them to show what they can do. And again, love Rhea Ripley. So I am absolutely thrilled. Uh, she is the winner of the 2023 Royal Rumble, but Asuka, let's talk about Asuka, that huge pop for her as well. And having her involved till the very end, well, almost till the very end, um, but having Rhea and Liv starting at one and two be in till the very end was great as well. And that, that finishing sequence on the apron and just the way the match ended. Um, it wasn't as, you know, over the top rope, it was on the apron and just a unique way with the mist, which I think was familiar to a lot of us um, at OVW. I think they kind of rang a bell when I saw that too, but I thought it was done so well in just the spot with Liv. We tossed there, flipped onto the to the mat there on the ground, and it was just a great finish. And um, as far as who Rhea is going for the title or she, going for for to get the women's title, no, we'll jump ahead. I don't want to jump too far ahead with that, go but ahead, I go ahead. I was hoping. I mean, based off Raw last night too, I, I was hoping for a Rhea Bianca feud, but it looks like we are going to get woo some revenge potentially from uh, Rhea to try to get. Another huge moment at Mania with Charlotte. I think, and I think that makes more sense. Like, I, mean, I love what you're everything you said about the women's Royal Rumble. I agree with it was great. Um, but I, but at first I thought it was. I just figured Bianca too, and I was thinking, oh yeah, it makes more sense. It's they're all superstars. They kind of had these moments a few a few you know weeks back or back in Survivor Series, kind of this whole thing. And then I was like, okay. But then when she challenged Charlotte and gave her reasonings, I was like, oh yeah. I mean, they did have that match, and she did come and take her NXT title, and it was kind of the start of Rhea kind of going to the next level, but yet it, we we didn't get what we wanted at the time, but the pandemic happened too. You know, it was right at the beginning uh. of the pandemic. So it was like, oh, now we're going to get this match in front of the fans like it should have been done, and um, a little bit different now. Now it's uh, her coming after her title and not the other way around. So I, I like it. I like it a lot. Well, here's yeah, the, and a whole new Rhea too. Yeah, the, 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 here's where they're going to have the problem, though, is, I mean, it, it, without the presence of, of Dom Dom, <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're, you're going to have a reaction that where Rhea is going to be the favorite in this thing. You've got to think, you know, I've always thought Charlotte was better, at, you know, as a heel anyway, 
but uh, I think I think the fans' reaction is going to be toward re- even even after explaining the reasoning. It's it almost kind of makes her the sympathetic, you know, babyface and all this. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they approach that. Uh, well, we only got a couple minutes left, so let's try to quickly talk about the main event and the the bloodline storyline uh, with Sami Zayn and all that. Uh, the brilliant storytelling, amazing. I just was, I just can't, I can't, there was, it's perfection, There's, you know, that that's exactly the word I was just going to say. What else can you say? But perfection. I mean, ever to every like pause, every moment. I mean, when you're just wanting, it's like, come on, just hit him, just hit him to the, I mean, they did that on purpose. And it was just when he hit Roman with that chair, which everybody in that building knew was going to happen. I mean, just explosion. I mean, that's perfection. You're absolutely right. I mean, even the way that was shot, you had it ready. Is he going to hit Roman or is he going to do it? Is he going to stop? Is someone going to pull the chair out of his arms or his hands? Excuse me. But man. um, Oh, and I like the way they, they, sorry, I mean, but you said this, sorry, I'm not trying to cut you off here, but you, the way they shot it, where you, are they going to do it? Like there was a moment where it looked like he was going to hit him. And then Roman kind of does this slow turn back, not, not a fast, like trying to catch him, but like this kind of slow turn back. And you're like, oh, 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 no, oh, maybe he's not like, oh, like it, it, it threw you, like you were going back and yeah. forth. And they did that perfectly. And I don't know if, if that was just instinct and or what, but yeah, that was, it was legit. So perfect how they how they handled that. And so. while everybody everybody knew that it was going to happen, like we said, you know, you still threw in a little twist. Like who expected Jay to just walk mm-hmm. out? And now what's now it's a cliffhanger. What's going to happen? Like what's what's Jay's role in all this? And um, so I mean, it just couldn't have been played off any better to to end the show. Even taking a match that you know, let's face it, this match was kind of a backdrop too of what the business that was actually going to take place, but even put it at the end of the show it didn't matter i mean kevin did what he was supposed to do sammy did what he was supposed to do roman i mean everybody played their role to perfection so yeah uh just chef's kiss on that one that was beautiful absolutely absolutely well our guest today who's uh ready to come on board and i'm excited to have him he's a he's a wb super former wb superstar current ovw agent producer and trainer uh, and we get the and former two-time WWE tag team champion, and yes. I know that because I've had to do the intros for him. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. The one and only Doug Basham. And uh, let's go ahead and hang on over to that interview with Doug now. All right, guys, we're back here on the Ringside Podcast with the former WWE superstar, two-time WWE tag team champion, and current producer, agent, as well as trainer at OVW, one of the OVW legends. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Doug Basham. The machine Doug Basham. There you go. Ah, uh, yeah, that's correct. The machine Doug yeah. Basham. Thanks there for having go. me. Guys. Thanks for joining on tonight, Doug. You are welcome. Oh, oh, the, see, oh. he's doing it right. He lays it, those, this is the audio <laughs> podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, he's drinking an old fashioned the way you're supposed to do this, right? The way you're supposed to do a podcast is because uh, I am old fashioned. That's go. what I, hey, at least he said it, not me. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually Apple. Lynn has got her hot noon over there or something. So she's oh. I, I, no, it's it's she's gonna look Roy. Sparkling water. Yeah. <laughs> and mine's just apple juice, by the way, anyway. I got yeah, I, I got say. my big it's... I got my big jug of water, so we're all good. We all we're all hydrated over here. Yes. Um, 
let me get my butler to get me a drink. <laughs> 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 Nothing. Hey, ma, ma, <laughs> the meatloaf <laughs> basement. Bring me the meatloaf. Yeah, man, this is how you do it. But no, Doug, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. I know it was a short yeah, notice. Man. I gave, I gave it to him. Like I asked him, uh, I think I mentioned to him months before, but uh, he was like, yeah, anytime. And then I just ran up to him last Thursday after the OVW show. I was like, hey, man, you mind coming on Tuesday? He's like, uh, well, uh, yeah, just remind me, but sure. Uh, Absolutely. So, uh, but uh, but but in his defense, when he, he realized, he goes, oh, yeah, so who's the co-host? You? And he said, well, Eric helps out, helps us out sometimes, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay. So, oh, yeah, Linda K. Oh, Linda. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I should have led with that. I should have led with, hey, will you come on Linda's podcast? Not, not our podcast. Just Linda's. It would have worked. Uh, but no, it's, it's, it's uh, Linda. Uh, what's, what's your handle? At Linda K22. Yes. Yes. Or for Twitter, but at Linda KWR for Instagram. But, uh, there you what's go. that look on your face? I know you guys can't see this right now, but what's that look on your face? Who, Eric's? You, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Are we allowed? Can we can we say anything on oh, here? Yeah, you can say anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that looked like Eric's O face, I think. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, shut fire. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I posted him so good back on his 50th birthday. He's, he's going to get back today. Oh, hey, I'm having a 51st, too. We're going we're gonna to do it again. Nice. Oh, yeah. So good do once. We've got to do it again. <laughs> Kate, we, we always like to kayfabe the ages on here, but if Doug wants to tell everybody he's 50 years old, go right ahead there, pal. Hey, I'm proud of it, man. I'm 50, going to be 51 this year, man, and I'm still going on strong. I'm, I'm okay with it. You are. And, and you know, that's one of the things that, you know, like this year alone, you actually, I mean, you've been training for the last couple of years at OVW, kind of um, work with the advanced class and you get in the ring. Like we, you know, I've been in your classes before and I've been in there and seen you do some stuff, but like the, the fans itself in the crowd doesn't get to see it. But this past year, I don't know. I don't know if somebody by the name of uh, Al Snow or if it was somebody else talked you into getting in that ring. You did it once. Then you did it twice. Then you did it three times. So, so I mean, this is kind of a uh, actually more than that. It was I think it's more than three times, right? It's been a, it was quite a few. Yeah, and, and you know, you guys know this just as well as, as anybody. That rest, it's, wrestling's a drug. I mean, it is a drug. And once once you get one hit, you you're 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 in. You, you can never ever ever not want more of it. And as a matter of fact, speaking of Al Snow, just this past weekend, right? Um, Friday and Saturday, Al and I went to Texas to do a seminar and somehow, I don't know how this happened, but somehow Al talked me into wrestling a match. <laughs> so I got to go wrestle a match. I wrestled Manny, uh, uh, Manny Domingo back in his hometown in Austin, Texas. And we, uh, we had a good time. It was fun. Um, I'm still a little sore today, but Hey, uh, I had fun. So still getting in the ring and because of Al, now the, I'll, I'll tell a quick story. I don't know. Maybe you have questions, but I'm kind of jumping into. No, how go I, ahead. You're good. You know, you know, I kind of walked away from wrestling for about 10 years uh, right after my uh, WWE impact or WWE TNA and then yeah. traveling. And um, I just my heart kind of just just wasn't in it anymore. Um, I don't know. 
you know, I don't know, just things didn't work out the way I thought. So I just, you know, hung my boots up and said, I've got to get a grown up job. So then I got into the medical field and, and had a new career in the medical field because before I got into wrestling, I was wanting to, I was going to college to, to be a doctor. I was taking pre-med courses. So, and then that, that's a whole twist and turn of, of, um, of a story. And then um, we can get, go in further detail if you want, but I'm just going to give Cliff's notes version so I can get to the Al Snow story. So uh, was in wrestling, had my career, walked away for about 10 years. And then about COVID, when that hit, Al was running um, shows over uh, doing this TV in uh, Indiana. And that was right in my backyard over here in Indiana. And a buddy of mine, um, Greg Brown, who is the owner of Harbor and Hops over here in, in Jeffersonville, Indiana, great restaurant. So you should go if you have it. great restaurant. Um, used to do some photography to take pictures for Danny Davis when he had OVW way back in the day when I was there and the developmental territory was there. He also did some work for, he also worked for WWE. So he had a bunch of old pictures and he wanted to know if Danny and, or Jim Cornette or even Al wanted these pictures. So I said, I don't know, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get in touch with Al and, and Jimmy and Danny and see. So I contacted Danny. Danny said no. And, and then Jimmy never got back to me because he's just, he's just so busy and he only talks to a few people anyway. Um, and then Al, I contacted Al and Al was like, oh, you know what? Why don't you come to one of our shows? There's the, there's the fish. There's there's the hook. As he as soon as I contacted him, yeah, yeah. he threw that he threw that line out there right, and it had a big old hook in it. And it's uh and I'll, and this story was has been um you know, dot i dot t crossed exclamation point because this weekend after we got back from uh, our Texas trip. Uh, me, Al, um, Al's wife, Jessica, and uh, Cal Hero, because Cal picked me up. We all went to Drake's over here and got some food, and we talked about it a little bit. And then Jessica goes, oh, yeah, Al told me that I'm going to see if I can get my hooks and dug and bring him in, you know, that, that very first day I came in. <laughs> so I, I knew it. I knew it. He, he's, he's smart, and he did it right. And uh, because I went over there in Jeffersonville, Indiana, because Kentucky was closed down because of COVID. So they were filming um, weekly TVs there and doing two TVs at a time. So I go there and I just sit back and I don't say a word. I stay out of the way and just watch everything. And uh, it was really small and confined over there. So I was trying to take up as little space as possible. And uh, I sat back and watched the show and said hi to all the boys and met everybody for the first time. Some, some faces were kind of familiar and some were not. And watch the show, and then show was over. You know, Al, he goes, "Hey, what you think about the show?" I was like, "Oh, it was good," and gave him my feedback and all that, and then tried to get to the pictures. And he's like, "Oh no, let's talk about the show." And I was like, "Yeah, the show was great, but here's some pictures." He goes, "Yeah, yeah, I got you. I could talk to you a minute about the show." And uh, so he kept talking about the show, <laughs> and we, um, he goes, "You know what? Uh, we film again next week. Why don't you come come back next week? Would you would you help me with the tag match? Maybe age in a tag match for me. And of course, I start doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> itchy. Start itchy. Itchy. Yeah. itchy, yeah, for anybody not seeing this, uh, yeah, there on the chest. I start jonesing. I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. So I go the next week. I help agent the tag matches or the tag match, and then he goes, "Man, what'd you think?" I go, 
oh man, I said, I, I really miss this. I can't, I, I forgot just how much I love this. I love wrestling and love being around this. He goes, and, the, and then when he heard that, you know, his claws dug in deeper and he goes, you know what? <laughs> we're going to, we're going back over to the uh, Kentucky's opening up and we're going back over to the Davis arena. Well, why don't you come over there and uh, help me uh, with more of the matches and maybe get on the headsets and call and help call. And I'm like, all right, yeah, 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 I'll do that. Game over. He had me. Yeah. <laughs> and that went on and on and on. And then I think Jay Bradley was the uh, head trainer at the time. Yeah. He was moving on to be a police officer, so he wasn't going to be able to do that. And then what, what did Al do? Hey, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> How would you like to train? Would you like to be the head trainer at OVW? <laughs> and, of course, I'm like, of course, I'm in. You know, and then, uh, and here I am now, man. Just I'm glad I, I'm glad he did it. I'm glad I came came back. I'm I'm enjoying myself. I love it, and I've almost forgotten just how much I love wrestling, man. Uh, it's, it's a drug. Uh, I'm addicted to it. You know, you know like I, uh, when you uh, took over that class, I don't remember when the when it was that I I came to your one of your sessions. It was the first couple weeks or whatnot, but it it was it was amazing because. We had done it. You said ten years. At this point, probably a little over ten years. Um, you had a, you know, you had your taste in it when it came to like your aging a little bit and helping here and that. But like when it, the actual like getting in the ring and doing that, it look it. I guess it's like riding a bike, right? Because you, it looked like you just got off a raw and SmackDown and just ran, you know, a loop recently, and you just was able to to share your knowledge and everything right away. Um, like you seem very comfortable in that's what I'm getting at. Um, I'm sure there may have been jitters or maybe been nerves like, oh no, are they going to listen to me? Or they, am I going to know what I'm talking about? They're going to understand what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure there was some of that you're battling. Cause we all do, we all battle that, that insecurity sometimes, but you know, it just seemed very comfortable. So to you though, did it feel that way? Did we, did it, did it feel like this is what you need to be doing instead of what you haven't been doing for 10 years? Did it feel like you need to be right back in it? I, uh, I had, <laughs> Let's see, when Al asked me and I started coming in, in aging matches, I started, it, it's just, it's like, it was like riding a bike. It all just came back and it was like, I had never stepped away from wrestling at all. I mean, everything, boom, boom. And then Al would, Al would talk to me a little bit and trigger some stuff. And I would remember, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then Al's, he, he's a, he's an excellent teacher. And even, even to this day, I'm, you know, you're never, if you're, if you're never, if you ever stop learning when you're in this, no matter how long you've been in the, uh, you know, been in or around wrestling, then, then you're, then quit because I'm still learning things today and Al's, and he's a great teacher. But whenever I first came back and took over and was agenting and, and helping, it, it was like I never skipped it. It's like I never even walked away and, and went away. Right. It's like I've been doing it, never stopped. And the, um, the, what was really, really, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What was really heartwarming or what was really, um, you know, made me feel really good is the reception that the guys gave me and how, how welcome they made me feel and how, how much that they came to me and asked for, for advice, asked for uh, critique, asked you know, for help with their matches and, you know, how, how receptive they go, how receptive they were, were to me. And when I first came back, I was real slow at, at working my way in you know, because I just I didn't want to come right in and go, OK, it's like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I let that slowly come back in and uh, reintroduce who I am and, and not act like I was Mr. Know-it-all or anything like that, you know. 
but it, it was the, the guys, the whole locker room and the staff and everything, it, everybody was awesome and just welcomed me with open arms, you know, and it made me want to be there even more. And one of the things that, uh, you know, when we announce you, we'll, we'll, you know, refer to you as the first student of OVW and now, you know, you being the trainer. So, uh, I mean, how accurate is that? I mean, obviously you coming in with your, with your uncle, you know, and, and everything getting started, but I mean, are you really the first, the first student of OVW? I am OVW's very first student. And here's why there'll be, there's some people that said, no, you're, you're not Danny's first student. And no, I'm not. <laughs> Danny has trained many more people before me, you know? Um, and he had, the nightmare Danny Davis school of professional wrestling before he created OVW. Right. So there, there was about five students there before me, whenever I came in. Um, and then out of those five, I think three, three fell off and two stayed and then they stayed around for a while and they, they didn't, they were they were not there. They were not there when OVW was created. I was, so I was OVW's very first student. Wow, that's where that term comes from, and and it, hopefully people hear this, they'll understand what it what it is and what it means. And Danny, you know, Danny would love for me for him he didn't say that for me to be his very first student because I was um, one of the guys. I was his nephew for one, and it was not easy. He didn't he didn't take it easy on me when I broke in. My tra- training was rough. It was really rough on me, and I felt like Danny was he um, you know he tried to run me off, you know. Cause he beat the living, he beat the living hell out of me, you know? And, and, um, some people, I don't know if people know what this term is. I, I got stretched. I mean, I got stretched every practice. I got stretched. I would have private sessions where he'd have me come in and work with other different people who had been in the business a while. Some of his friends, I would get stretched. I would get almost choked out. And then just, just not knowing what he was doing. And then I didn't get smartened up to everything for, uh, I didn't get smartened up to wrestling for like six months into my training. So I got the, I got the crap beat out of me for six months of my training. And, uh, I think it was, it was him testing to see if, uh, this, this, this kid, you know, cause he's my uncle by marriage, not my uncle by blood. And if he's going to put his name on me, he wouldn't make sure that I was going to pass the test. And I think I did because, um, now I'm, I'm you know, 30 years later, I'm here, I'm back. I started in OVW, went and had my career, went and had my wrestling career, walked away, come back, and now I'm right back here, full circle in um, in OVW. Man, I'm loving every minute of it. Doing God's work. That's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in that first class, though, uh, you were the first student, but then later, uh, I mean, I'm assuming, because it was right around the same time, that's when Nick Dinsmore, Rob Conway, uh, did they join shortly after? Yeah, they came in uh, a little bit after um, when we started doing uh, – Danny started running shows because he, he had to um, – he wanted to create his own roster, so he, he trained his own guys. And more guys filtered in and filtered in, but that first group that came in with me, those guys fell off because they didn't last that long. That's why I, it came you know it came down to that first group of five. I was the only one that was left. Mm-hmm. And then Danny started running shows before he created um, – OVW, Ohio Valley Championship Wrestling. Um, and he he called it uh, the Nightmare Danny Davis School of Professional Wrestling, where training future, was a future stars, uh, tomorrow stars today or something. Yeah, tomorrow like that. stars today, yeah. Yeah. 
And then shortly after he, cre- he created the uh, OVW or Ohio Valley championship wrestling brand. And then Nick Densmore came in. I'm thinking who came in. It was Nick Densmore came in first and then Rob Conway came in and then the damage Danny Holly, Danny Basham came in. And then in between them coming in, others came in like trailer park trash and, and flash Flanagan and, and, and a host of others that came in and he trained them and uh, we <laughs> trained them. And we started running those shows and Danny had his weekly show until he started uh, the very first, you know, TV, TV taping, which was 97, I think. Mm, yeah. 97, 98, something like that. Yeah. 98. Yeah. I think, I think 98, I think, I think we just, uh, um, I think there was TV that was done in 97, but I think the first weekly television or something was just, just had the 25th anniversary. January yes. of 1998. So yeah, and, and you guys know this. You, you you're part of OVW just as much as as, as I am. You know, yeah. we're like there's only one other show that's been a consecutive TV show than than us, and that's Raw. Yeah, it's Raw. Yeah, yeah we're, and, and what's crazy is that um, it goes Raw, OVW, and then SmackDown. SmackDown is actually like two weeks behind us on no, the number no, we of got shows. Yeah, so, yeah. That, that's awesome to be able to say that. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you know we're <laughs> we're not we're not a huge company like you know WWE with all the money backing and everything. Well, it's wild to even think of because like just recently people st- I've heard conversations where they're you know talking about uh, AEW being four years in and and um, you know they 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 don't have they they have a lot of traction a lot of things going but WWE's been around for over fifty years you know uh, overall as a company but then you got even even and WCW didn't last that long WCW was what nine years I guess right or something. And then uh, something like that, something like that, yeah. And then, of course, my other company that I work for, Impact TNA, at TNA, they they're all they're coming up on twenty one years, but still, even then, OVW outlasts all of outlasts WCW, obviously outlasts bigger than longer than AEW, and longer than TNA Impact. So it's WB OVW, and then that's it. That's that's the two longest reigning wrestling companies, and they're still going today. So it's pretty amazing. And that's why still. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. Still to this day, that you know, like like we said, we just saw in Raw again. You kick off Raw with the biggest star now, you know, in the business uh, next to Roman Reigns, and that's Cody. And he comes out, and the first thing he does is talk about where we go on a weekly basis, and and people still recognize that as you know the place. So I I think that speaks volumes to what you started out for all of us. And I think a lot of people forget. I mean, uh, there's two different people think OVW think of it two different ways. They think of it as a school, and then they think of it as as promotion. When the people that think of it as a promotion also forget that they're still around because I've heard that OVW still around. They think it's more of that's just a school. So and it is. There's a school portion, and there is the there is the the talent portion. You know, and where, you know, we happen to be involved in both or around both. And and Doug, you're clearly involved involved in both. But um, but yeah, you there. I mean, there are people that think at OVW is just a school, and that's great. We want them to think that. Come on and learn. You know, but then we want them to show that hey, this is also a company that uh, is doing something and making moves and. You know, you're going to hear us a lot more in 2023, believe it or not, and when those announcements come. So, yeah, yeah. it's 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 pretty pretty amazing. And, and man, you know, uh, two years ago, I, I can't thank Al enough for reeling me back in um, and being coming back and being a part of OVW. And the one thing that, that the most enjoyment that I get is is when being there 
and, and helping every aspect and seeing people grow and get better everywhere. I mean, not just from, from wrestling and rep, being in the ring, but even announcing and, and writing the shows and then all the students coming and asking tons of questions and helping them and seeing people come in from the, um, the school aspect of it that don't know anything. Um, and then they go through the beginner's class with cash and then the intermediate with Tony. And then they get to me and they have, they have got the bare bones, you know, and then watch them come up and grow and, and just get better, you know, week by week by week, monthly, like, um, you know, like we, Morty, Morty comes to class all the time and I love Morty and I'm seeing him grow. It just needs to get a better, you know, his work on his body, but he's an, actually an awesome worker. And then you have the, the original, I think the original first class of students in OVW, which is, you know, Nick Cleveland and, and Deshaun and uh, Andrew, um, Donovan, um, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. And, and these guys, man. And then they're, uh, they're, they're getting better um, weekly. And these guys are like sponges. They just need to work, work on their bodies and they're starting to get on, starting doing uh, enhancements or um, favors on our TV shows. And they're starting to get booked now outside of OVW going and honing their skills. So, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. Like from, from the referee standpoint, I, when I go to the training and I see them learning things or whatever, and you can tell they're, oh, they're still learning this. Or that. Then you get the ref, one of their little matches, whether it's a dark match or doing the favors for someone or whatever it may be, they're in a spot. Uh, one of them was just recently in a, in a six man thing and he had a couple spots in it. And you're like, after all this happens, I'm sitting there going, "Man, this like this kid six months ago would have never. This would exactly. never would have like. It's just it, it's cool to see someone come from see the growth in someone. And I've I've seen a lot of OBW pretty much in talent alone. I mean, we can look back at someone like Ryan Howe who done a many things over the over the time frame he's in his career he even was on tough enough and he did a bunch of other stuff and he was kind of a well-known name and he came back to ovw trying to find a character trying to find what he's doing and then he got he got you know doug you took a hold of him al took a hold like everyone kind of put stuff in him and helped him and train and he was he and he put in the work he didn't just okay yeah sure no he, he listened he took it in he put in the work he worked on his body he did some amazing character work that literally changed his career changed his life over the last one and a half two years and he's a he's a completely different ryan Howe than he was if you go back and look at him three years ago when he was at ovw two years ago at ovw you know and, and, and ryan von rocket now ryan von rocket depending on the season of the, the what season we're in it could be ryan von noel or ryan von halloween well, you know. yeah, but exactly. He's 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 grown into somebody that is now who he is, Ryan Van Rocket. But yet, you know, he was he had a nickname that people called him a lot of times from Tough Enough, and he overcame that. Now you don't even think about that because you think about who this guy is and what he's done. He's basically elevated. He's gotten better, and that's just an example of someone that had that's had a lot of training, but yet. What had what, how the growth they've done even even over at OVW where you, then you take guys like Kyle who started from nothing didn't know anything and you watched him grow and so it's just amazing to see the growth in so many people at OVW and we got to give him his props Callan Vance and he will also be on Tough Love uh, this coming Thursday so yes and and, and and being a being, being a coach or being a trainer. You know, and, and seeing these guys grow and watch them go out there and perform and do well, it kind of makes me feel, can't believe I'm going to say this, like a proud dad. You know what I mean? I like, that's, 
oh, that's my boys or those are my boys or those are my girls, you know, and, you know, that's the way I look at it as being a coach. And going back to Ryan Howe, when I first when I first came back, I've, I've known Ryan for a while and who he was, but watching him again, watching him grow from the time I got there to what he is now. I think Al was the one who kind of I think he had an idea and Al gave him the the opportunity to go and be himself. And then little little hints and little helps here and there. Ryan's just just taken off, man. And I'm, I'm so happy and so, so proud to be able to help him when I can. And, and I, I got to work with him, you know, too. And, and just, he's a good talent in the ring and he listens, know, I, he listens, he, that's uh, he the, applies, yeah. listens, applies yeah. and does you know what it means. And a lot of people do the same thing, you know, here, which that's how you grow. And that's how you get better, man. Be a sponge, learn, learn from people that are better than you. And I'm not saying I'm better than anybody, but I, I've got a lot of knowledge that I want to, you know, want to put out there and give to everybody. And some, and I'm, I'm super passionate too. Sometimes when, and you, you've seen me, Daniel and Eric and, and Linda, you guys have seen me, I get passionate back and if I'm on the headsets and I'm, ah, I'm, you know, saying things I wouldn't normally say, but it's because I'm just so passionate and want everything to go well for everybody there. Um, so, it, you know, anybody listening here, you know, <laughs> That's, I don't mean it. I get excited. I get excited. Yeah. I yell at people. Yeah. Al yells at me. I don't yell at Al, but I yell at Aaron because he's sitting right next to or me. Or he yells at me in my oh. ear. Yeah. yeah. I've, been, I've been yelled at many times by Doug. And consequently, our ears as well. Yeah, so you're, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many times have I I've got excited? And you're like. Yeah. Yeah, right, 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 right in the yeah. Uh, no, it's funny, and I always tell the Doug knows this too. Like he says, "I'm sorry, I don't, you know what you're doing." He'll even he'll even say it three or four times. You know what you're doing. You're a professional. I don't know why. I'm like, but always, Doug, tell me. I would rather you tell me three times, even if I already know what I'm doing, than to than to not tell, just assume and then it gets messed up. I I I don't get I don't I want one of those people that get offended because you're telling me how to do my job. It's because I, Al's yelling it at me. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. See, what you don't know, what you don't know, Doug, is like all three of us are out there, you know, and out there in the arena, and whatever you're saying, all three of us are hearing, and we have a certain look we'll give each other. Like we can give eyes at each other, like whether it's you or somebody else on the headset, and we don't have to say anything, but we'll just I'll look from the desk, or you know, Linda or Daniel, we'll just all look at each other. There was there was a one time recently where they're like they were like. Tell me that so and so. I think it was Coda Jacob. Jo- tell me, make sure Coda Jacobs knows where his sign's at. Tell me he knows where his sign, you know, or something like that. And I go, <laughs> that's me. Give me a signal. Give me. And, I, and, <laughs> and there was no way I could give. It. I can't. I, I like he had it forever, and I'm like, yeah. He, and yeah. finally, I looked over at them. I gave my eye contact. I'm like. He knows. I was like, <laughs> I was like I there's nothing I can do. Hang on, Daniel. I can't see you. Wait, wait, wait. You're not on camera yet. Now do it. Now do it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, uh, so, so please tell him. And so I think, I, I think, if, I don't know if it was Eric. If you ran, somebody, I think, just ran back there and told him. I was like, just let him know. Like I don't well, know what's yes, out there yelling at me. Got it. It's uh, good. He's got it. It's good. Did you have a sign, Doug? I'm like, I, 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 hang on. Now. Yes, that's what I'm yelling. It's because of him. You know. Yeah, but you know, it's because he cares too, and he wants everything to go well and be perfect, and and it's our job. No, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Sure, everything. We try to try to take as no, actually, we try to give Al as much stress as possible. Yeah, we job. do, we do. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about you guys do. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, 
what, what's funny is that magically we give him stress. We don't really, we don't really do that. It just uh, happens, uh, whatever it may be, whatever it may be. So um, now, what was it? You know, obviously you got talked into. We talked, we we joked about that about your digging his claws in to get you back in there and get you into the. Uh, the agent aspect of it, helping with matches. And, no, no, magically now you're, now you're, now you're training, and now you're doing that. Then, but then, but that was two. Then there's the third thing. And then now you get drugged in there, clawed into. Oh, by the way, you're going to have a match. How did that come about? And what was your? Because I mean, basically, you were retired at this point. I mean, you hadn't it, it, ten years, right? Over ten years. Pretty much. I, I had had a conversation with Al and I won't dig too much into it. And um, Al is uh, one thing, one thing about Al, which I think everybody may know, but I will listen to you. He will give you the, his ear and he will, he will listen. So, you know, if a lot of guys are afraid to go talk to Al or because they have an idea or they have a suggestion, you know, you need to go talk to him because he will listen. And he, he, every good promoter, will listen to their talent and, and, you know, he may not use your idea exactly the way that you, you're thinking. He'll take, take whatever you're having to say and he'll, he'll make it, make sure it's done the right way. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that, that's a, that's an awesome trait. And I sit cause I sit back and I watch Al uh, whenever he interacts with a lot of the talent and stuff like that. And, you know, and I take notes because if ever I'm in that position sometime too, that's how it's done. Um, so I, I had a conversation with Al and I said that, um, you know, I might like to have, you know, um, I, I might like to have another match, you know, and, and retire in OVW ring. And then here, next thing I know, here I am tagging with Al on one of our, you know, our first big, our big first big, the big one. And I'm like, wait, Al, I've only got six in the main event, I, brother. I'm not ready for this. Hold on. You're throwing this on me. Wait, I'm wait, so wait. mad I missed that, but you know. time. <laughs> other bookings but i'm so i'm so mad i missed that out and i found out it was the same time where i was uh had to be another spot in, in dallas i think it was in dallas texas i was like ah oh, man i can't be there for that um but uh Dude, i was i was on cloud nine i was in hog heaven because i my whole career i have never ever worked without ever the only time i take i take that back if you consider this working without is when me and danny did that tough enough contest and we had to protect the flag in the corner mm-hmm. and al was the coach and he was the, the announcer that, that i guess i guess that would be considered working with one another but um as far as wrestling and tagging or, or competing against one another he and i had never been in the ring together and then uh, it's hard to believe i know being, it is and being in there with him, and dude, it was it was like cloud nine. I couldn't think of a better guy to be in the ring with, and the owner of uh, of. I mean, company. it's what everybody wants. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, how special was that? Just when you found out you guys were going to have this match as a tag team, and just the build up while you're also writing the the, the story to the to the big one pay per view, and just that road, if you will, to the to the big one. Well, it was, it was kind of, this is going to sound cliche, cliche, cliche ish or whatever, but it was an honor to be able to get in there with Al. And it was an, um, it was good to know that Al said, he said this to me and it was, it was a huge compliment. And I, I, you know, I teared up a little bit when he said this because I was like, wow, that, that means a lot to me. He said, it was great to be able to be in there with someone that he didn't have to worry about. And I was like, 
Wow. Yeah, that, uh, I mean, that's... Uh, Adam Revolver's a great guy, you know? <laughs> uh, Adam Revolver is a great guy, though. We uh, Unfortunately, we uh, he gets a lot of slack uh, from the... Oh. From being Adam's a, good yep, people, but he knows, he knows his stuff, and he likes you know. to stir the pot it, personally and and yep. professionally. But no, he really he's yep. he's a great dude. I, I like Adam a lot. Uh, I've learned a lot from Adam over the years. I, I so. would work with him, and actually, uh, him and Joe Mack, and um, and you know, being able to say I, I got to be in the ring and work with Al on our, our biggest show of the year. And I think we had to turn people away, sold out arena. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was definitely a, uh, it was definitely a highlight. And I've had a lot of highlights in my whole wrestling career. That was one of the biggest highlights of, of my wrestling career. I can say that. Nice. All right. So, and speaking of that, I mean, you've had some amazing things in your career. I mean, let's, let's talk about your, um, you know, your, your, your winning the WB tag team championships and, you did that twice uh, with you brought him up earlier with Danny Basham, the damager and, and um, at, at OVW. Uh, I think he was a damager too. When he, when you went to TNA as well, right? Wasn't he under the name damager there too? Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he back. So what, what was that? What was that like? I mean, being able, I mean, so many, uh, just the, the lineage of tag team history and, and people who's won that. I mean, even, even huge superstars like the rock and others that went on and did singles, has has carried those titles, but if you look at the Road Warriors, the Hart Foundation, you know um, you can go as as in the Hart, somebody newer, the Hardys, the Dudleys. What, what was that like to be able to say, "Hey, I, I'm I also carried these titles with these the same as these legends." Dude, it's it's awesome to be able to say something like to be able to say that um, because whenever I got in, wanted to get into I was a wrestling fan my whole life, right? And growing up, as soon as I saw it first on TV. I always wanted to get into it. Never knew how. Then my aunt marries Nightmare Danny Davis. I'm like, holy crap. Opens a school. I go to it. I train. I get into wrestling. And I, I got into wrestling because I, I, wanted to, I, wanted to, I wanted to be rich. <laughs> I wanted to make a lot of money. You know? Well, and not only the wrong I, business for that. No, <laughs> yeah, right? I, I spent a lot of money. No, I, I take it. I did. I made, I made. I did okay. I did okay. I'm pretty happy with, with that aspect. Um, but, you know, I wanted to be a star. I wanted to be famous. I wanted to travel the world, but I also, one of my main, one of my main goals, because at that time, you know, WWF at the time was the, was the, was the big dance, the big show. That's where I wanted to go to work. I wanted to work for Vince. I wanted to be a part of WWF and, and then eventually WWE. And not only that, but I had other goals. You know, I wanted to work for Vince. I wanted to be in the WWE. I wanted to, you know, be a champion of some sort, whether it be a tag or singles. It didn't matter to me. And I wanted to have my spot in a, in a WrestleMania. And dude, uh, when when each one of those, um, I checked each one of those boxes, You, I, I was like a, a, a kid in a candy store. I mean, I'm grinning from ear to ear, both them being able to do it with my good friend, Danny, what was awesome too. Um, it, you know, just starting from getting my developmental contract because, um, when, when I got my developmental contract, OVW, I had to walk away for make like a, not walk away, but I wasn't able to be a part of OVW TV for about a year because I had a job. I was, because, you know, you got to fake it until you make it. Right. Right. So I had to pay my bills. So, and I wasn't doing wrestling full time, like a lot of other guys. 
because there just wasn't, there just wasn't a lot of territories you could go to work like back in the day. You know, those guys went from territory to territory and that's what they did. The territories were coming almost to an end. Um, cause I did get a job with USWA, but I, I was so thin. I was so small, six foot two, 165 pounds. And, and that, that's not a wrestler. <laughs> that's not a wrestler. That's a kid that carries the wrestler's bags. But because I was Danny's nephew, I got an opportunity. And then um, I helped promote the show that Danny was going to do. And I got some television notoriety for when he started Ohio Valley Championship Wrestling. He had a plan. And that's why he did it. So then he had his TV tapings like on a Wednesday. And I, I had to work uh, when I think it was a Wednesday. And it was it was on a time where I couldn't make the, the television shows. So I, I was not a part of the TV's but I was still going and being a part of the house shows on the weekends. And I was still going and training. I was, I was in a ring at least four times a week, you know, um, two trainings and, and two house shows each week for OVW and, and doing another little independent show here and there, whenever I could. So I was still trying to hone my skills and, and you know, stay active in wrestling. I just wasn't doing it full time. And I was working for uh, Ford Motor Company, uh, the Kentucky truck plant over here in Louisville, Kentucky. And, you know, I worked on the assembly line. So and my job was I, I put running boards on trucks. So I was in this pit, trucks going over my head. I had a handful of boats in this hand and a big gun and, you know, all night long. And when Jimmy, Jimmy came in and brought the developmental um, territory um, to or the developmental system to Ohio Valley wrestling. It was, and then all these guys were coming in, you know, Nick Densmore got a con developmental contract. Rob Conway got a developmental contract, the damager or, or Danny hot, you know, Basham got a developmental contract. And you had guys coming in like John Cena, who were already under contract that they moved in. Dave Batista, you know, Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Haas, and a, a whole slew of others coming in. And I'm like, man, I'm, if I'm not just as, if I'm not better than these guys, I'm just as good as these guys. And I was, I think I was gone for two years. I had to take a two year hiatus. And during that two years, I took that time to work on my body. And I was like, one thing that I need to do is I need to gain weight. So I went, I went and I gained like 50 pounds, packed on 50 pounds. When I came back as the machine, because the, the Ford Motor Company, had like they they developed a, a C crew to where they could run 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I had three different crews. And this was a, this was like I could do two mornings and two nights, which allowed freed up my time to do TVs and the house shows. And then uh Jimmy was Jimmy was just you know wanting me to be able to quit quit my job at Ford and get a developmental contract so I could be there full time. Cause I wasn't able to be there, you know, full, full time or some things I just couldn't do. And uh, when I was able to move my shifts and at least make the TVs um, I created our, our, I gave Jimmy the idea to a uh, machine with, with under a mask and come back. I'm kind of going to give me a whole lot here. And I can't remember the original question, but I, I think uh, well, we'll get to it. I'm just going to work my way to it. Um, so I was able to come back and be a part of OVW and nobody knew who I was because I totally transformed my body. I went from being a skinny kid, the all American Doug Basham to this muscled up dude with a black leather mask and black leather pants. that looks scary as scary. 
And, and I, I was a, I was a heel and I, I was a heel. I played the part of the heel. I didn't high five anybody. I wore the mask to the arena and I wore it when I left. So nobody could see who I was. Um, the God got a developmental, got my developmental contract. And then my next goal was to get moved up on the active roster. Um, got moved up on the active roster with me and Danny. So I checked off the box of being a part of WWE as part of the developmental check. Got moved up with me and Danny um, and then being active. So actively working for Vince check. Uh, they told us we were going to uh, win the titles um, at uh, when, when, when we won the titles. Uh, it was at the, it was a four way, right? I'm trying to remember. Because we won the title straight up. Yeah, it was a four way because we won the title straight up from Eddie and Chavo. Yeah, from the yeah, you you or won the, Los Guerreros. Yeah, yeah, Los Guerreros. That was the first time. The second time yeah. was, was a four way. Yeah. Uh, Los Guerrero. Oh God, dude. Can I tell you just how what an honor and what it was like to be able to work Eddie and Chavo and have them hand those titles to you? Like Eddie, one of the and, and Chavo awesome as well, but Eddie, one of my idols, you know, there was a few guys that I watched when I was growing up in wrestling. I watched Chris Benoit. I watched Eddie Guerrero. I watched Brett the Hitman Hart. And I watched uh, uh, Kurt, uh, Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect. And that's who I wanted to work like. And I kind of took the four of those guys and put them together and came up with the machine, me, Doug Basham. And being able to work, got, being able to work with one of your idols, I, I cannot even tell you what how how that felt yeah. and now it's to work with them but to have them drop the titles to you and you, you me and danny won you know we won we went through the curtain we set set back in the back waited for eddie and chavo to come back and have eddie come up and give you a hug and tell you all this good stuff that you did and then give you advice moving forward it brought a tear to my eye and i could not believe that and i when they they left and me and danny just sat there and was soaking it all in and we just looked at each other and we were like, holy shit, we made it. <laughs> right. <laughs> we made it. We made it. And we just gave each other a big hug and, you know, and, and just, we were like, and we were in cloud nine, man. So we checked off the champion, I got gold. So working, you know, work for Vince, traveling the world, champion. The only thing left was being a part of a WrestleMania. And guys, I cannot tell you the feeling if, if you go back and watch WrestleMania 20 when Madison Square Gardens, when we came, when me and Danny came out, there is a split second. You can, if you really watch it in slow motion, you slow it down, you'll, you'll see it. I totally come, come unglued and I do this. Oh my God. Yeah. I totally like go out of character and I'm like, Oh my God. And then snapped right back in. I mean, it's quick. It's super quick. But I, I totally marked out for a second. You're like, oh, uh, we made it. Oh, my God, we made it. I think the first time that I I got I was got to be an extra at uh, WWE, the, the very first Raw, and I came out as the uh, one of the conga line. There was like a – you go around dancing, you know, a little extra. Um, and so I, we we come out, and we're, we were going to do the full entrance. And they, they got changed in the middle of the show, and it turned into a quarter entrance. So, like, we're standing on the ramp waiting – 
and it, which was the best thing that ever happened. So we're standing there waiting. We're supposed to be kind of already dancing. So when the music hits, we kind of just keep moving. We're standing there, and I, and I took a, I was right in the middle of the crowd. I took a moment. And I just went. I'm sitting there. Yeah, I'm doing this, and I just like, and I just, I'm going up and down, and I literally, I kind of, I kind of slow it down, and I look, and I take it all in, and we're in Cincinnati, so that arena, um, and it was packed. I mean, it was full, and I'm, I'm going. Holy cow. Did everybody thank you for the house? Uh, they, yeah, they, did. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, they did. They did. They, they thanked me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. No, it was, just, it was, it was amazing. I, so I get what you're saying. Like, taking that in, it, it's like I got lucky that it was in a spot where I could have done that because we were waiting for it to go live. But, like, I could only imagine, like, coming out there and <laughs> right oh, there live on pay per view. Madison Square Gardens, WrestleMania sold out. I mean, and you come out and, the, and you just look up and it's like, there's, not an empty seat. And when you come out, all eyes are on you. Yeah. And that just that. Oh yeah. Cause that, it's, it's, it's a lower, it's like everything's down in that one little, zoom. Yeah, yeah. I can't explain the feeling, but there's, uh, I've never had that feeling again ever in my life. Cause it was, it was, it was the first one, you know I mean? It was my, it's my first time, you know, right. right exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It was just awesome, man. So that is probably the most awesome moment in my entire life right there. Um, do, you, do you have anything you want to say, Eric? Yeah, I was going to, well, I, I mean, while we're still talking about that, let's, let's talk about that era because, you know, a lot of things have been said about uh, JBL over, over the years. That was my and, next you know, question. How in the just, world? Just you... his reputation. Okay. Like literally I had a fan question. So this is great. Right. Go ahead. So, so no, I mean, a lot of things have been said about JBL over, over time. So I'm just curious, what is your relationship like? And what was it at that time uh, as you were part of the cabinet and what, you know, I mean, was he helpful to your career? Uh, you know, was he hard on you? What, you know, what, what's your relationship like with JBL. All right. I'll do what we normally do. I'll start at the end and work my way backwards. Um, JBL was pivotal, extreme uh, major asset uh, for me and Danny being in the cabinet and taking our careers to the next level because it, even our, our first time when we, we, we just got there, we were the tag champions. We were, we were working with the top guys, but that was very, you know, it was kind of short lived. But when JBL, uh, let's see, I'll, I'll back, I'll back up and tell the story. The the reason we got put with JBL is Danny and I did that tough enough challenge, the protect the flag in the corner challenge, and we represented the company. And that was a that, that was a hundred percent shoot. There was no no <laughs> um, choreograph whatever. It was a shoot, straight up shoot. And, you know, Danny broke his orbital, broke his orbital bone in that. And I, I broke my, my tooth and cracked my jaw during that. So one of the things that uh, JBL, JBL spoke up for us because a few weeks before that, um, Kurt Angle had almost got key locked by Daniel Pewter. But in Kurt's defense, he had uh, nerve damage and he only had like 50% strength in that arm. If, if Kurt and, and Kurt's a stud. If he would have had full strength in his arm, Pewter would have not even come nowhere close to even trying to make him tap out. But I think Kurt still came out on top of it because he's a stud. Uh, and then uh, I think the week before that, uh, the Big Show had did a slam challenge, and and these kids got slammed and jumped right back up. And I think Show was supposed to throw him through the through the through the floor, 
And but Show's got his heart's just as big as he is. You know what I mean? Uh, and such a sweetheart of a guy. But uh, I think that's what they were expecting him to do, or they didn't tell him to do anything. But I think he was supposed to let him know body slams and body slams do hurt. Trust me, they hurt. And you can really get hurt bad. And these kids pop straight up and kind of embarrassed, uh, embarrassed them to just, just a touch. So after that, they went and did some things with the, the, the divas and stuff like that to hopefully make people forget what had happened. And then they put me and Danny out there for this because we were, I guess, kind of on, on the fence, you know, we, we were, we were disposable, I guess, you know, and if we got embarrassed, it was, you know, the Bashams cause we were mid Carters, not main event guys that are paid millions, millions of dollars. Um, but, you know, we went out there and before every show or before every segment, just like we kind of do an OBW, sometimes you'll go out there and you'll walk through something and these kids would come down. So they would know where to get into the ring and, and, and just their, where they had to stand. And then me and Danny were in there, you know, just kind of trying to intimidate them and do our thing. And then they, they, they walk off and go back to the back. And then Vince comes up to me and Danny and we're standing in the middle of the ring. He goes, boys, boys, you see that flag over there hanging under that turnbuckle? We go, yeah. You see the emblem that's on that turnbuckle? We're like, yep. World Wrestling Entertainment. He goes, that's what you're representing tonight. He goes, short of killing any of those kids or putting them in the hospital, don't let them get the flag. Slaps me and Danny on the shoulders, pop, pop, and then walks off. Me and Danny go, was that what I just, was that what I thought it was? <laughs> me and Danny go, a lot of pressure. <laughs> that's so that's that brass ring that I think they they talked about. That was, tell you what, the brass ring was there. We grabbed it because we didn't let any of those guys get the flag. We got rewarded by put in the the cabinet. I think JB. I think JBL went to bat for us and went to the boss and said, "Hey, you know, we put those kids in harm's way. The kids he called us kids because we're younger. Put those guys in, in harm's way. Let, let's reward them." And we got to be with JBL work with all the top guys in, in SmackDown and some on Raw and traveled the world, made money, were champions, did other WrestleMania. I mean, dude, it was the most amazing time in my career. And JBL was one of the pivotal people that that helped make that happen. So me and JBL had, had a good relationship. Um, never had any issues. Yes, when I first got up there, you know, just like in any sports, I don't know. I mean, you guys played sports and stuff like that. Whenever you go from being an eighth grader to the freshman, you're a freshman on a varsity basketball team or varsity football team, you know, you get hazed a little bit, you know, same thing. It happens. Same thing happens in just about any locker room, What, no matter what sport you get hazed. But other than that, it's just to, you know, see how you handle stuff and check, check your personality and see who you are and see if, uh, you know, you're going to fit or not. <laughs> so, uh, so one of our fan questions, our good friend, RJ, who's actually with the podcast, got riffing it up with Brian Hebner. I don't know if you know that guy or not, nah, um, but, <laughs> but, uh, RJ's is co- one of his co-hosts, but he said, he asked the question, what, whose idea was you jo- join JBL's cabinet? You and Danny to join the cabinet, which you kind of answered that. But he, his, his second part question was, what was something you've learned from JBL, uh, from I- that moment or just through the years? JBL taught me to be a be a heel twenty four seven. That's and when and that's why 
I don't know if you guys know this or not, but when JBL was, of course you do. I'm sitting here talking to wrestling people. JBL, when he was the champion, that the houses went up. Uh, people people paid to come see him get beat. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, and you had John Cena, you had Eddie Guerrero, you had the big show. People he sold he he sold pay-per-views, man. And he was a heel 24-7. And you know, people like I mean, not 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 being like a, a, a prick or anything like that intentionally, but if when walking through the airports, people would want to get a picture with him. No, 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 I got time. He would walk off, you know, and, and not take pictures because he didn't want to be liked. He wanted people to hate him. He wanted, he wanted people to go, hey, he's a dick. I don't like that guy. I, I hope somebody kicks his ass. So that person right there will go buy a ticket or buy a pay-per-view to see him get, get, you know, get his ass beat. And that's what heels are. That's what we're, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to live it, but it doesn't mean you have to be a total, you know, DB D bag. You know what I mean? There's a way around it. And I, I got to follow him and I got to be a part of his world for a year. And I got to sit in the learning, his learning tree and see how he did it. And I, I copied some of some of those ideas and, and some of that uh, methodology and it worked. It works. Do you um, now, I, I know we've, we, you do a lot of with OVW and a lot of behind the scenes stuff there. So, but, but when it comes to the current product, you know, you've got three top companies, well, four if you count OVW, but you got three other top companies. You got a WWE, AEW, and you got Impact. Do you watch other products? Do you watch the current? Do you watch, like, did you watch the Royal Rumble? Do you watch AEW? Do you, you ever tune into that at all? Well, this, I didn't watch the Royal Rumble because the time the Royal Rumble was going on, and it was in San Antonio, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was in Austin, Texas, like in, in the ring. I was in the ring at 10 o'clock. <laughs> 10 o'clock at night, you know, so I, I was working too. So I didn't get to see it, but I heard a lot of good things about it. I, I will watch it because I've heard such good stuff about it, but I, I, I spend, I, I spend probably 95% of, of our time of my time. If I watch wrestling, watching our stuff, because I want to get our guys better. And, but I will watch a little bit of raw. I'll watch a little bit of rampage or dynamite. I'll watch a little bit of impact. Um, I'll even watch a little bit of MLW and I'll watch some NWA just, just, just to, just, just to see what, what else is out there and see what everybody else is doing, because you should be a master of your, your craft and you should knowledge is all knowing and you should see what else is going on out there and not repeat something kind of why I do it. Cause the last thing I want to do is be a copycat. Um, I don't know. Did anybody see uh, the, Royal Rumble, the ladies' Royal Rumble, the, the finish to that. <laughs> yeah, we watched it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. What was the finish? Uh, we kind of we kind of joked, laughed about it on here, but it was a miss to the face. And yeah, <laughs> did, did we not? Was that did that happen somewhere else? It did. Yeah, it, did, it happened. Um, <laughs> like weeks, uh, weeks, no, we weeks at, the, at the Women's Nightmare Rumble. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. You know, you know what? That that's actually, you know, um, I don't know if they got that idea from you know us or whatnot, or if they just thought of right. it on their own. Right. They could have, but you know, when you see that, you know, if, if they did, you know, that, that's a compliment. You know, exactly. Yeah. Even if they didn't, it knows that you're doing the right thing. You're great yes. minds think alike. So you're yes, absolutely. You know, it, it, there has been many times where magically, OVW would be doing something that somehow it happens elsewhere, the, uh, elsewhere. And yeah. whether they're whether it's 
they literally saw an OVW and thought, we'll take it, or whether it just magically happened that they everybody thought of the same thing because of the story. It, it, it doesn't, I mean, it is what it is. You can't prove, you're not going to be able to prove anything other than the fact that great minds think alike and you're, you're on the, you right. know, you're on the right path. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's a great, great way of putting it. Great minds do think alike, you know? Yeah. Um, Eric, it looks like you're about to say something. Oh yeah, I've got plenty. Linda, you you've been quiet for a little while. Do you? Oh, have I love. I enjoy listening because okay. being down in the villa a lot after the shows, I chat with Doug a lot, and a lot of times the conversations are not what we're hearing right now. So I'm just taking this all in and just learning too. Because Doug, you know, when I'm down there sometimes, I do attend your classes and camps, and man, it's. I mean, just seeing what you do in the ring, working with the guys and the gals, and seeing them grow as you mentioned earlier i mean when i'm there along ringside there with my, with my partner there eric and just seeing the growth of a lot of the young students it's it is amazing to see and knowing you were are a part of that is awesome but one thing i guess i do want to touch on then is uh the importance of learning everything the whole realm of pro wrestling and live television as we know a lot does get covered in the al snow wrestling academy but me personally when i am down there a lot of times when i'm at camp you, you'll just throw me into the ring and put me on the spot <laughs> and you're, you'll, you'll say, uh, Hey, let, let's, let's have them cut some promos. But you're, in, in turn, you're also challenging me because I'm being put on the spot. You're telling me a different scenario. And this person who's normally heals now, baby, vice versa. And sometimes I'm, I'm put on the spot and I have to cut a promo and I'm like, Oh, like, I mean, it's truly amazing to learn one of the best. So I'm um, just, thank you so much for that too. Well, you know, it's awesome whenever you're down there and whenever you are there, I, I do uh, do a lot of things on purpose. One, one to challenge everybody and one to not let, you know, challenge you, but you're a pro and you're really good at what you do. And my, I try to trip you up when you are down there and you just, you deliver every time and it happens. And Eric, you know, this Eric, I mean, how many times have you been hurting your earpiece? Uh, go, go to the ramp and you've you got to, yeah. you've got to be able to deliver especially when we're live TV, you know what I mean? Live TV is yeah. very stressful, very stressful as opposed to being uh, post-produced, um, which is the big difference between raw and SmackDown um, over this, this. I made this um, comparison uh, to Al and, and he agreed with me when we did our um, project this summer and we had all those cameras everywhere. And then when they were gone and it, I said, the, the week, the very first week that they weren't there, um, I was like, wow, this is like being at a SmackDown TV taping. <laughs> you know, it's so relaxed and everybody's cool and calm and, and nobody's here yet. Whereas when things were, were happening and things were going on, everybody was uptight and everybody was there. It was so packed and it was, you know, a little more stressful. Um, so, uh, I do one of the things I do try to do every day or every week in each training class is I try to challenge people because if you're not being challenged, you're not going to learn. And one thing I always tell everybody in class is do not be afraid to, to fail because if you're not afraid to fail, then you're going to succeed. That's cool. Hey, and you know, we, uh, we talk about the stress we talk about, you know, live TV and, and it is, that's one of, one of my favorite things. I mean, I like the stress. And I know you do too, <laughs> you know, deep down it's that, it's that, you know, stress that's on it. Like, Hey, this is live. We got to get this done. But when it's all said and done, this is, this is now getting outside of the realm of wrestling. All of us have just hung out. We hang out after the shows, we'll go get a beverage together, whatever it may be. I want to know what it was like 
Yeah, yeah, apple juice every time. And Doug <laughs> buys all the apple juice. Uh, <laughs> and we appreciate that. Uh, but Doug, it, it, back in your day when you were doing the OVW thing and you guys would get done with the show, whether it was at St. Therese or wherever it was uh, at the Davis Arena, who was the group that was going and where were you going to unwind after a show in oh, back man. when you were doing this thing? There was a, a Phoenix Hill. A lot of us would go to Phoenix Hill. It's no longer open here, but they had a, a like a this in the middle of Louisville. Um, well, what's there now? Mark, what, I don't. I forget what's in apartments there. and Mark, Mark Henry brought that up on the bus open recently. He was somebody came out. He goes Louisville. Goes oh man. Somebody said they're going to be in your old stopping grounds. He said, "Oh, go Phoenix Hill." Goes, oh, I don't think it's there, but that's the place. Yeah, he brought it up too. <laughs> yeah. As well. yeah, it's like apartment buildings. There's like yes. the uh, what Goodfellas Pizza or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, shout right. out Matt Vine. A lot of us would would go hang out at Phoenix Hill after that, and you know, it was it was a pretty big pretty big part of the crew would go there, you know, and hang out whether you drink whether you part, partook in adult beverages or not. Just going there and just cutting, cutting, you know, just cutting loose, relaxing and, and hanging out. And then uh, we would always end up to this place just down the road. It was called, I think it's called La Bamba's, where they had burritos as big as your head. Yeah. That's, I, oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. My German college, I was just about we to finish that all, line. We would always end up there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good place, Love too. It. I've ate there. Yes, yes it is. Later, or late at night. Uh, it's pretty amazing. That's um, what we did back in the day. Oh man, back in the day, I'm thinking how long ago was that? 20 years, 25 years ago. Yeah. Wow. So, um, Doug, I'll ask you this. I, I know that uh, we, we when we kind of talked, we we said you know we don't want to we don't want to ask the hard questions, but I have to ask the hard question. I have to ask it. I have to I have to put you on the spot. I have to do it. Uh, and don't beat them, bash them, right? Uh, so um, the question is, I love your career, and we can do a we can we can split it up in between two. What would be your favorite match? And we'll say an OVW or in a WWE. What would be your favorite matches you had? And so I had. A, I'm sorry, I had to ask you the hard question. I know you didn't want to do answer, but I gotta I gotta ask it. And 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 I'll split it up. In in OVW, that, that's so hard because there, there's a couple of them that come to mind. Um, and just just about any match, I, any big big match I have with Nick Dinsmore was was excellent um, because Nick is he's such a talent. He was he is I I, I want to say was, but he he is such a talent, and we had such great chemistry together where we could get in there and just we wouldn't even have to, we would communicate by feel, and it was just so easy. He, he, I don't know if people know because of his Eugene character. I don't know if people know just how good Nick Dinsmore was. Right. He, one of the best guys that I've ever been in the ring with in, in OVW and WWE for me personally. And of course, you guys know I've, I've worked with everybody. Um, so probably the, the we we had a um, me and Nick had a best two out of three falls match in OVW, and um, I think that was probably my favorite match with Nick Dinsmore because Jim Jimmy gave us like twenty five or thirty minutes to actually work. We could take our time, could tell a story, and and Nick was so good at at you know putting you over or, or me. It'd be me. And I, I felt like I did the same for him, and it, it was just 
it was magic, man. Working with Nick, it was so easy, so easy. And then my other match in, in OVW that was probably my my favorite, either the first, second, whatever is my last match in OVW when I worked with Danny Danny Holly and uh, he it was it was uh, the lead loser has to leave OVW for good and the whole story what made it so good not just the match but the story how it was built and how Jimmy wrote it because I was leaving because I, I, I lived in Florida at the time. And then I was leaving and going full-time on OVW or in uh, WWE. And Danny was going to follow shortly after. Um, and me and me and Dano, we went out there, Dan and George, Dan, Danny Basham went out there and we just, we tore the house down and the crowd, if you ever go back and go on YouTube and watch that match, just listen. I mean, there was, the crowd was electric. It was loud the whole time through. And I didn't know the crowd Noise could get higher, but on the, on the finish of that match, they were loud the whole night. And the finish of the match, the, the roof just just blew off. And to to hear that reaction, because that's the reaction we were going for, and for two, three of us, because the referees in there too, for the all of us, when that one, two, three hit, and just hear the high pitched noise of all the crowd, bro, that's why I do this to get that reaction from the crowd. Fun fact, there was a very young, inspiring uh, future referee in that crowd. Uh, so. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that match. I remember that show. There was also a youngster watching the uh, the match where he got unmasked as the machine against Nick Dinsmore. So I was <sighs> reminiscing on that one too. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I, there might have been a yet. I might have been very, very young in that one too as well. So although I wasn't very young, I mean, I was in college already, so I wasn't that young. <laughs> pretty, pretty young, brother. Pretty young, brother. Yeah, pretty young. <laughs> uh, Doug, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, uh, thank you so much for taking the time and coming out on your. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday. It's going to air probably within a day when it goes out there but uh we, we thank you so much for spending your tuesday evening with us i know that your your evenings are packed with wrestling as it is and the fact that you st- step away from you know probably more important things to uh to do than to talk to just talk to us but you decided to talk to us and spend the night with us we appreciate uh you know that and uh i know uh i'm forever grateful and especially on the short notice too as well so thank you so much no problem guys thanks for thanks for having me on and, and if uh if you ever if you ever need got more time let me do it again man i'd love to do it i'd love 100 man and as I, as I tell as you, as just as long as linda's here yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, you know, and I, I think i speak for all three of us saying that uh you know it's an honor to have you on but it's an honor to have you as a friend too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we're all we're all OVW and we're all family there, man. And it's it's a it's it's a it's easy, and it's a, it's a night off being able to work with you know all three of you when you're there. So thank you. What, what what's cool is is uh, kind of behind the scenes story. There have been many times we went out to you mentioned Drake's or wherever it is. And we're sitting sit there and we'll all like get together and then. And then uh, we'll all go after one of our shows. Like, hey, did somebody, did we invite Doug? Yeah, Doug. He's he coming? Yeah. Oh, great. Like, we're so excited. Like, like we found out you're not, one time I think you were not coming. And we're like, oh, really? Oh, that stinks. Like, you know, oh, so. He's buying drinks. I think the last yeah. time, I think it was after the, uh, the Rumble. Yeah. And you couldn't make it. And we're just like, oh. oh. Something was missing. Something, Ruins yeah. the whole time. Ruins the whole thing. <laughs> It's it's always good, you know. It's always you know. It's when we're at the arena, you know, we're we're stressed, you know, and, and we're like all a little uptight, and, you know. It, we're cordial and we're friendly and all that. And we rib and play fun and you know. But when it's go time, you know, it's go time, right? 
And then when the show's over and we can go and, and just go out and have some food and, and have a diet Coke or two. Um, <laughs> apple juice. Apple juice. Apple juice. Yes. And just relax and hang out with one another. That Those are the times that are worth, you know, that are, that mean a lot to me and cherish because, you know, even though we're, we're all acquaintances, you know, we're, we're all friends too, man. Cause we're all trying to do the same thing and we all have the same goal in mind. So yeah. that's awesome. Absolutely. Well, Doug, they can get you on the social media. I hear lately you've been doing a lot of reels and a lot of great stuff on your social media. So um, where uh, is it? I, I, I'm going to tell you just to plug it. I can say it, but I think you're going to say it better. Where, where can they find you at on Twitter and Instagram? You can find me on Instagram. I, I'm not doing much on the on the on the Twitter, but I am trying to be Insta famous on Instagram. All right. All right. And you can be Doug Basham. And I have a website that should be coming out very, very soon where you can get on there and see other stuff and buy products, buy shirts, buy pictures, and and a lot of other good things on that. It'll also be the DougBasham.com. So uh, check that out. That should be coming out within the next week or so. So, uh, and then I'll I'll constantly be putting new, new photos. I'm about to do a photo shoot. Oh, I have a lot of new stuff there. A lot of new trading cards. Is that for your? Is that for your? your, Just, just your fans only? Only (laughs) his fans. Only his fans. Is that just for the time for your fans? That'll be open to the public. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I'd pop him. I knew I'd pop him for this over. You guys, you guys, (laughs) you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that, I'm pretty excited about that because um, you know uh, you'll be able to see. you know, that I'll be available for seminars, bookings, photo op, not photo ops. Uh, uh, yeah, there's photo ops too. You no, no, no. <laughs> you know, um, autograph signing, meet and greet. Autograph signing. Yeah, there you go. Got, right. got me stuff over here. <laughs> and then, you know, maybe afterwards we can go out and have an apple juice or something like that. There you go. There you go. All right. Sounds great. Well, Doug, again, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for taking the time and doing this. Um, and um, you will definitely have you on again down the road uh, for sure. And um, we'll see everybody ringside at OVW, right? Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. All right, guys. That was awesome. Like, I I, I said this right before I hit record, record back uh, since we get Doug. Like, I, we could have went another hour with Doug. I think he could have went, too. I mean, I just. Yeah. Uh, it, it's what it's, it's, it's so good to go for hours. Hours. Yeah. yeah. And we've done that personally, but it, it, you mm-hmm. know, without, without, re, without the mics on. But. But like I just legit like you know we we specify a certain amount of time and you know you're like oh, we're running out you know we we gotta for for all of us you know we all gotta we all got different uh, uh, responsibilities we gotta do and so it's one of those like let's go ahead and take care let's let's end it now and but we will have him back on and I I'm gonna go ahead and predict this year we'll have him back on again in 2023 why not maybe we'll have a. Fr- few apple juices first and then it, it could be a really good show maybe maybe we can do this all in person maybe maybe when linda's down and uh we're doing a show and after a yeah. show we'll we'll just, yeah. just plug in the machine it. with the mic and we'll just all sit around and just talk i think maybe we might get more out of it that way who knows so, yeah. we can do, do we a video version of this as well Yes, maybe that, maybe that's the next one. Maybe maybe the next time we have dug on it's like hey we had you audio now video so everybody can see his pretty face so. I wonder if we have some VIPs at OVW that would that would pay a little premium to uh, stay after a show and then hang around for a live podcast. 
I, and I if you're if you're I, interested, I, I, DM I, us. Let us know. I, yes, DM us. Let us know because I that is something I've I've uh, thought about doing before years ago. Doing what's called a post a post show or something like that, where we can have like a live podcast and have um have a live uh, Q and A with whoever. We don't have to. It don't have to be Doug Bash. I'll make it, if you want Luke Luke uh, certified Curtis, we can do him too. You know why not? Um, Love it. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's try to. Let's try to put that out there and see what happens. And um, you know, I'm 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 liking that idea. Or maybe uh, maybe maybe a whole package deal. Maybe we can get together with like you know, you buy the first front row and everyone in the front row gets it. Plus, you, you can buy the package separately. Like or yeah, yeah, I like it. I know I know a guy. I know a guy. I think we all know a <laughs> yes. guy we could talk to and make this happen. We can make it happen. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm I can't wait to have him back on and talk more because there was more he had he had to say I know for sure so we'll definitely get him back on. Um, it's uh, it's really cool to hear his whole entire like just his story and what he did and where he's come from and and how it's how it's all like full circle you know it's those full circle yeah. moments he started where he started he's back but he's it's not like he's it, it's like he went and experienced everything and now he's able to come back and give back. You know, to the next group of kids and the next talent and the next, you know, and and that way, hopefully, a Cal Hero or a, you know, a, a Dustin Jackson or whoever can, you know, thirty years from now do the same thing. You know, after they've experienced mm-hmm. everything, yeah. and, and they can come back and, uh, you know, and maybe those guys would be, um, maybe Cal Cal probably have a school in Wisconsin, but but it's still like they'll <laughs> come back and give back kind of aspect of it but yeah that's uh pretty amazing well and it's even like you talked about i mean i mean it's it's like you talked about being the extra for wwe or you know when you go out there and you referee at bound for glory and linda you've been an extra i've you know i've worked for impact and, and it's kind of crazy when you walk, walk out there and you go i'm really doing this and from our perspective yes of course we're still dreaming big but from yeah. him who's done it all you still see that same look in his eye to like, yeah. he appreciates everything that he's done and he, he's not jaded by the business. He's not, you know, I mean, he still speaks with passion with a tear in his eye talking about all the stuff he's done. And I, that's, that's what I love about Doug and he's, he's real and he still appreciates it, you know? Yeah. You, and you see them a lot of guys uh, similar to Doug. Like I see that in a Tommy dreamer. I see that in, you know, in a Scott Demore or, or Lance storm even, you know, like I see that in guys like that. And I've, and, and uh, I mean, Ric Flair's last match was pretty cool, and you saw it in someone like a Road Dog, who was, who at that time was not back with WWE, but he was like helping do that. And you saw that in Jeff Jarrett, who was who was in that match, like just people that have been there, done it, who worked the main the WrestleManias, who's done this and done that, and 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 been at the top of their level, and been at the even the bottom at the at, at you know and and all this stuff, but yet are still going out there and and and. Um, and uh, giving it all, and, and so passionate about the business, um, it's it's pretty cool um, to see that. That was another that was another moment that I took in was the, um, when you mentioned that. I mean, I took in that Ric Flair's last match. Like I walked out there and like, holy cow, this is yeah. you know, I like oh, I worked, yeah. like the like the at that time the biggest crowd I ever did anything in front of was the was anything with Raw and SmackDown the extra, but I didn't referee. So then that was I got to exp- I got the referee. The biggest crowd ever at the Ric Flair's last match. Like, it was cool. I went. I did the pre-show, and it was it was half. It was almost full. But by the time I did that women's match, it was like, wow, this place is glued. Like this, this is 
this is amazing. This is an awesome experience. This is really cool. And, and it's addicting. Like he was saying, he was talking about a drug. Like I was like, I like this. I like being in front of a crowd of 10,000 people. So, um, yeah, I'm, I need to make this a regular thing and you know, it, it hopefully one day will happen. So. Yeah, another big thing that I took was just, obviously we know this too, but we really are a family and just the blood, sweat and tears we put in each and every week. And then we have the post-show moments. Those are things, as Doug said as well, just the things that you really, really take in and remember and cherish the most. So, um, yeah, happy to have Doug back on sometime soon here on the show. Yeah, and, and family-oriented is, is, that's the one thing I love about uh, both places that I work for, Impact and, and OVW, is that we are family. Um, we care for one another. We try, We want everybody to succeed. You, you're you're, you're um, helping one another grow. You're rooting for one another, whatever you want to call it. Like it, it's it's a it's a family atmosphere, um, and um, I can't say that for any other company. Only the two companies I've worked for because I haven't worked for the other companies to experience that. So I just know those two companies have that, and I'm I'm happy to be a part of that. I'm proud to be a part of that. And if you're listening to this prior to Thursday night, then come on out and see us for Tough Love at the Davis Arena, or check us out on Fight TV because uh, you can see what the family's all about and what. Uh, the three of us and and Doug behind the scenes is all all uh, working to make you know the best we can. And yeah, and, and unfortunately, I'll be at the um, not to not to plug another show to compete with OVW because we we're the OVW official podcast, so we want to put them over. But you know, I'll, I'll be in uh, Dayton, Ohio for uh, Night of the Moxberry uh, Wrestling Revolver. Hope and uh, luckily they're only having two Thursday shows that are going to compete with OVW. Um, this month and then in April, and after that they go back to their Saturday shows. It's just that venue wasn't available, so a little competition on Fight TV that that uh, those nights. But hey, it's um, it's all good. You, good thing about if you're watching, if you're not locally, you go watch OVW, and then go back and watch not in the Moxbury or on on Fight, or if you're local there, vice versa. But if you're not um, locally and you watch on Fight. Both of them are available to watch anytime. So pick one to watch live and pick the other to watch later. That's all. You know, it doesn't matter. Just watch both. We love wrestling. Watch wrestling. Enjoy wrestling. Exactly. Enjoy it for what it is. And, you know, don't don't be too harsh on on the stuff you don't like because, you know, these people are still busting their butts to to do a good job for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, before we go, Linda, do you got anything else you want to say or add? Yes. Uh, I have the- it's just like Doug said, I have a website as well. It is live and up and running and active. It is lovelylindak.com. I, too, will have some updated footage, perhaps some vlog, um, some new merch that will eventually come out as well. But um, also, you can always find me on Insta at lindakpwr and Twitter at lindak22. All right. Look at that. She's putting that over. And and that's for all fans, not just her only not fans. only her fans. fans. Not only yeah, fans. I like to say that that's a way for uh, <laughs> fans to enjoy some time, um, some, some 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 free time there. But also, there um, speaking of merch, yes, I do have the Linda K. Cal- Linda Calendar still available. It is a 13th month calendar. It goes till January of next year. So there that is go. also at lovelindakay.com. Um, check it out. Shout out to um, our wonderful photographer we have locally, Louisville, Lloyd Thomas. He's done shots for a lot of us at OVW. He um, did tremendous job on that calendar. So um, kudos to Lloyd as well. Yeah. There we go. All right. Now All right. You, can, you can, oh, sorry, real quick. Um, 
before you go to your plugs there, Eric. You I didn't know get, if you're going to give me plugs or not. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, go, I'll let you have some plugs. <laughs> but you can get us all on the podcast avenues, guys. Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, we're on the we're on the Podbeam. Uh, we're on uh, just anywhere you can listen to podcasts, Fired Up Network, or just go to ringsidepodcast.com and just click on the button directly and go go from there. Um, and then on the social media, you can get us at the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebook, all at Ringside Podcast. Now, Eric, go ahead, my man. I'm sorry, that's that's uh, that's uh, that's the uh, <laughs> Brian Kennison's line. But hey, Eric, go ahead, tell them where they can find you at. Well, they can find me uh, anywhere on social media, Eric on the air. Uh, and, uh, of course, ProWrestlingTees.com slash OVW Eric. That's where you can find the Eric, my man, tell him who's fighting shirt, along with some other great shirts, uh, including the One Fall shirt. And, uh, well, even some shirts for uh, some guy named Artichoke Jenkins, who was really popular back in the 80s. And, uh, they favor and, and each other. Guy. They favor each other. <laughs> they do favor each other. And another guy seemed to be making a resurgence lately, and that is the big deal, Brad Bacon, who used to work in Western Kentucky in the early oh, 2000s. Somehow that's really? making a resurgence. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, yeah, I ran into somebody last week who knew that guy and uh, was at the Davis Arena. And so that was, that was an amazing just like – Wow. Okay. Is he related so anyway. to Kevin, the Bacon Brothers? Is he part he of the Bacon not. Brothers? No. As a oh, matter okay. of fact, he no, no. He he does not claim uh, Kevin Bacon, but he may be related to Artichoke. There may be a Bacon wrapped Artichoke somewhere in. I don't know. Uh, that sounds but, amazing. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> but check out for the grilled bacon wrapped Artichokes. <laughs> All right, you and you can you could find me on the on the Twitter and the IG at Daniel Spencer, and then of course. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Daniel Spencer. Get all your shirts there, including the Ringside Podcast shirt you can get at Pro Wrestling Tees that is on mine website. I might, well, maybe I could throw it on your, yours too, Eric. I don't know, but Eric, 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 what's funny about Eric is that Eric was a co host. He disappeared for, you know, took a, took a hiatus, and we got Linda now, but Eric's been back more than Jeremy since he, since Linda's been on. So I don't know what's going on here. Um, Gotta sell them t shirts, brother. Yeah, sell them shirts. <laughs> no, Eric, Eric, thank you again. I don't know if we, yes. we're going to have, honestly, I, I mean, I don't know if we're going to have you on next week. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm enjoying you being back, hey. and I'm, you're always, if I'm welcome. available, I will be here. And and if so, I'm gonna have to just start putting you back in the intro because right now you're you need to. I mean, it's easy, easy, easy fix. I can throw you. Back How about in the we intro. make a whole new intro that just doesn't talk about any of us. We can introduce ourselves <laughs> when we come on. Well, <laughs> we, we could do that, but then uh, but then uh, AJ McKay doesn't have a job. So, <laughs> which by the way, shout out to AJ. Have him do it. Yeah, which by the way, shout out to AJ McKay. Thank you so much for the for the uh, intro there. Uh, he's uh, he sounds amazing. He's such a professional, uh, oh, and yeah. um, he's available for all bookings and commentary and and stuff as well. Uh, ring bar if you want to bar mitzvahs, yeah. Uh, any any of the any kind of stuff like that, any audio stuff for sure. Hit him up, voiceovers, whatnot. Uh, ring now, ring announcers. We got two here on the show. We got Linda and Eric. We don't you don't need him for ring announcing, but you do need him no, for your voiceover that work guy. or your commentary work. <laughs> That's great. And actually, believe it or not, Eric is a great commentary person too. So, I mean, if you want a duo, Eric and AJ is your man's right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are your man's. <laughs> your man's, yeah. I realize that's Speaking I of man's, that. how about manscaped? Manscaped.com, 20% off. Use promo code using referee. the code referee. Yes. Your balls will thank you. All right. Guys. And so will your lady. <laughs> 
Yeah, your lady will too. Um, for sure. Um, all right, there we go. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. It's been a. It was a fun show. Um, yes, it was a fun show. And uh, I'm. I can't. I don't know what's next week. I don't know if we're gonna have a guest. I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know. I, it's this is one of those that I can't. I mean, I promoted Doug possible, and it happened. I, I'm. A, I could promote someone possible, and it could happen. But I'm afraid that it might. I don't want to ruin my streak. But oh, by the way, though, Rhea Ripley was just on the show in, in November. Skyrocketed. Look at that. Won the won the women's Royal yeah. Rumble. We had Big That's E a on a few. Point. We had Big E on about a year or so ago. Wins the WWE championship we have otis on wins the money in the bank um we had candace on she's you know we see what happens there she's so you know but hey i'm just i'm just showing you like so what happens with doug next i don't know i don't know maybe <laughs> maybe maybe he's on it maybe all of a sudden magically he's on tv somewhere else i don't know we'll see you know yeah. Maybe oh, and we also had bobby lashley on this summer yes bobby La- oh and we had bobby lashley on what did he do Win the WWE Championship, threw Brock Lesnar out of the Rumble. Yeah, so it's it's those little things that like we get these people on and and magically we had the Outrunners on. What do the Outrunners do? They go on and do some stuff. Like it it just it's an amazing. Pl- so if, so if you're listening to this and you want to further your career in wrestling, you should probably accept our invite to come on the Ringside Podcast. Just saying. So. Jeff Jarrett comes on our show, goes into the Hall of Fame. Just saying, like all this stuff happened, like legit, like this is it, it's not coincidence. It's it's it, I, go look. It's the timetable's there. Um, so we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens with Steve Macklin, who was on our show last week. Yes, I was just gonna say that, Daniel. So um, if when when because it's gonna happen when he becomes Impact World Championship, as long as all he needs to do is have that title match. When he finally gets the title match. It's it's going to be the Ringside Podcast is what did it. So, just saying. All right. There you go, guys. All right. I'll end it with that. As always, in the meantime, in between time, until next time, we'll catch you ringside. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>